Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. First Peter 2, verses 5 and 9. Let's take a look at these two verses here. First Peter 2, verses 5 and 9. Uh, in verse 5, ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Notice that verse and how clear it is on our purpose. And then in verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we have these two verses of scripture that reveal to us that every believer who's been count out of darkness into the light has a purpose. And that purpose is to offer spiritual sacrifices to God through Jesus Christ, which is our acceptable service. And they're made acceptable by the blood of Jesus. In other words, through the life of Jesus. And so the only way we could approach God in the Old Testament was through animal sacrifices. But we can approach him now in the New Testament, because of the blood of Jesus that was shed for our redemption, it gives us total access to the very throne of God. So the first ministry of the believer is uh, really the priesthood, you could say it that way, would be what? To minister to the Lord. To minister to the Lord. And then after ministering to the Lord, then we minister to people. It would be the church and outside the church, you know, in, out in the highways and byways of life. But we're first of all worshipers, and secondly, then we're workers for God. Worshippers first, and then workers second. And so that's why Wednesday night, we just want to spend a lot of time just worshiping the Lord, ministering to the Lord, honoring Him. If we're going to impact our community around about us, then we've got to start right there with worship and honoring God first and foremost. Now, in both Testaments, we have an example of effectiveness of prayer and praise. We're talking this, about this as being prayer and praise. Look at Second Chronicles chapter 20. And here we have the story of the... Uh, that Judah, the king of Judah, and they're being surrounded or being attacked by three armies coming against them, and they have no good intentions whatsoever. And so through prayer, the king uh, consulted the Lord and asked what to do. And he came up with a plan to overcome these three particular forces that were coming against them, these three, uh, these three people, groups coming together, armies coming against them. And here's what he said, just do this. It doesn't sound reasonable or logical, but here's what they did. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, just think about that is the strategy that you have to come against three armies that have no good intentions that want to annihilate you and just wipe you off the planet. So we're going to send out a few praisers that, to go before them and, and just start praising him. Well, they began to sing and praise. Uh, the Lord said, when they began, notice this, when they began to complain and gripe, 
when they began to sing and to praise, the, when they began, then the Lord set ambushments, but not before. So in prayer, they took the situation to God and said, look at how they're coming against us to destroy us. And he said, well, then go ahead and send out the praisers. You don't have to fight in this battle. The battle's mine. So they began to uh, sing and praise him. And the Lord said, ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah. And they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Syria, everyone helped to destroy one another. So here we see, you know, going to God in prayer and then praising him for the answer, sending out the praisers and God manifests himself and brings victory into the camp. Anybody like victory? We all like victory. In the New Testament, we see a similar situation, but not with the people groups, but individuals. And we see in Acts chapter 16, and we have Paul and Silas, you know the story. At midnight, Paul and Silas complained about their bonds and were upset because they were prisoners. No, they prayed. So they prayed, then they sang praises to God. And the prisoners heard them, so they weren't quiet about it. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. So we see here the same situation. Prayer took their problem to God. But then praise brought their God into their problem. And in the process of doing so, of course, he brought victory and deliverance into their lives. So we see prayer and praise going together hand in hand in both testaments. So God wants us to be prayerful people and also people of praise. Look at in the book of Psalms, once again, we see the same Similar thing. I'm going to read from two different translations because that, that message Bible sometimes really gives you something to really look into. And at midnight, uh, let's look at the Psalm 50, verse 22. We'll get there in a moment. Psalm 50, verse 22. First from the King James and then from the message Bible. Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces and there be none to deliver. Wow, that's pretty strong language. Whoso offers praise glorifies me, and to him that orders his conversation right will I show the salvation of God. If God is saying, I'm going to come and tear you into pieces, ooh, that's something to consider, wouldn't you say? Look at the message translation. This is really something the message translation of that same verse of scripture oh we don't have that in the system okay anybody got it on your phone <laughs> the message translation of that verse anyhow while we're looking to see if we can find that there's a pattern for ushering in the glory of God in the, any people group to follow. And that's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. A couple more scriptures and we're done. Look at these verses. It came to pass 
when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified. Everybody say sanctified. sanctified. I mean, set apart for a holy purpose and use, or consecrated, and did not then wait by course. Also, the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph, Haman, Jejuthun, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them 120 priests sounding the trumpets. Came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were divided. Oh, okay. They were what, one? To make one sound and to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then, that then the house was filled with the cloud, even the glory of the Lord filled the house, so that the priest could not stand to minister for by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. So you notice there are three things that are there. They were sanctified, consecrated, set apart, first of all. They were purified, clothed in white linen, which means that they, their motives, their heart desires and attitudes were pure. And then thirdly, they were unified. They were united together, and they joined themselves together. And the song was a very simple song. The Lord is good, and his mercies endure forever. That was it. And the house was just filled with the cloud, with the glory of the Lord, filled the house of God. And before we get to this one in the New Testament, let's see here. This is that verse from the message translation. Time's up for playing fast and loose with me. I'm ready to pass sentence and there's no help in sight. It's the praising life that honors me. As soon as you set your foot on the way, I'll show you my salvation. Isn't that something? Wow. Wow. In other words, become a praising people and be set apart, sanctified, purified, and also unified, and I will manifest my glory. Now look at this last verse in Acts chapter 4, verses 20 through 20, 23 through 31. This is after Paul and, uh, was it John, I believe? Okay, this is, this is what happened after the lame man got healed. And being let go, they went to their own company. And reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Paul and Peter. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. You made heaven and earth and sea and all that in them is. Who by the mouth of your servant David had said, why did the heathen raise the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and were gathered together against his Christ, the Lord and against his Christ. For the truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom you have anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. Or to do whatsoever thy hand uh, and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto your servants with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. This is called having church. This is called a people group. They were 
persecuted for their faith in Christ, and they reported back to their own company, and they just began to brag on God, which is a type of praising as well as there's prayer and praise intermixed in that section of Scripture there. And when they did that, man, what a response from heaven. The place was shaken. Not the, not the people, but the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I think that's wonderful. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They spake the word of God with boldness. Can you imagine if God starts shaking the place? Think about it. Don't you want that? I'll put a quote here at the end. This is Charles Spurgeon quote. I like the way it reads here. Because this is something that we all can do. If you're looking for something to do, this is what we can do. We need to have a church in which all the members do something. In which all do all they can. In which all are always doing all they can. For this is what our Lord deserves to have from a living, loving people bought with his precious blood. Well, what is it that we all can do? Pray and praise him. It's that simple. We can all do that. Can you praise him? Absolutely. So what we're going to do is that very thing. As a church, we're just going to pray and praise him and honor him tonight. So let's just begin by ministering to the Lord, honoring him with praise, and lifting our voices to him in prayer as well.